0: Hey friends, it's me, Katie-Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And we have an insider's view today on the Disney Management course. So I am so excited to have
1: Stephanie here with us. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Hey, hello, Katie-Ann. It's a it's, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for including me in this podcast. I'm so excited to have Stephanie
0: here with us. So, just a little brief intro to her. She recently has been studying the most, she has many accolades in her life, but the most recent thing that she told me she did is she just got her positive psychology certificate from the University of Utah and was taking. Berkeley courses on positive psychology. She's really interested in just how humans interact and is very good at studying that and specifically adding positivity into that. So we're so excited to hear. But she also took this Disney management course, right, Stephanie?
1: Right. I mean, can you think of anyone better that you'd like to learn from than Disney? Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. We have to know are, okay, you took this class, but are you a Disney fan?
1: Definitely a Disney fan. And that's why I took the class. Because Disneyland, it, it was just so fun to be at. And I thought, how do they manage this? How do they make this magic happen? And so that's why I took this class. I know. Okay. Do you like Disneyland? Oh, I oh. It is my
0: dream job to be the um, oh, what's it called? What's it called? The jungle cruise ride operator. Oh really. Here, what, here, I've got a joke for you. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> On the left are the elephants. Don't worry, you can all take pictures. They all have their trunks on. Uh, <laughs> okay, we that, have to know. That
1: ride is actually kind of fun, isn't it? Sometimes I ride the, on that ride and I think, I don't get the joke, and then I'm embarrassed. But
0: <laughs> that was a good one. You gave hey, a good one. If you're on my cruise, you would get the jokes, I promise. <laughs> They're pretty low grade, so. But I have to know, if you were a ride operator in Disneyland, or a character or anything, what would your job be at Disneyland?
1: Okay, I'll tell you what character I would be. Okay. Um, this is kind of embarrassing and made me a little sad, but now I'm just embracing it and going forward. But I was there at a workshop um, and this was quite a few years ago Uh and it was with high school kids. So I happened to be the chaperone and they were doing it um, audition wise and they were letting people audition and they had me audition and I was kind of excited because I'm like, yeah, what Disney princess would I be? Yeah. Yeah. And they um, gave me, they told me that if I actually had auditioned that they would make me Cruella DeVille. (laughs) like oh no I was really sad I was like really hurt and here I shouldn't be hurt like you know as a, an adult and I said really I said that's not who I want to be and then they explained that my face uh-huh. is um longer okay. it's not a round face okay and they they cast round faces and okay. And they have certain character looks as you, as the cartoons. You look at the cartoons. And uh-huh. if you do look at my face, it's longer and a little bit thinner. Uh-huh. And it does look like Cruella de <gasps> oh, <I'm
0: amazing>. that. <laughs> But you're
1: like, perfect. I'm in my dream place.
0: They're yeah. going to tell me. Oh. And they tell me I had to be a villain. And so
1: after that, I totally embraced it, though. And for Halloween, I, from that time on, I'm like, okay, if I have the face, I'll be villain. So I've been Pirates. I've been Captain Hook. I've been Cruella DeVille. I mean, I'm a, I'm a good Cruella DeVille. You embraced it. You were
0: Cruella DeVille for Halloween.
1: Yeah. Really good one.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That is a full turnaround embrace. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you on today. And we're, we're just excited to hear this Disney management course. Insider, because whether you're a Disney fan or not, I think we we all kind of understand that there's a little bit of magic behind Disney. Yeah. And you're gonna share us the magic. So so tell us, how did you even how does one even get to go to a Disney management course?,
1: you know what's crazy is I went in two thousand and nine okay. and I just noticed they're offering another one this year. And I thought they, I've been watching for them to come back to Utah. yeah, and this is the first time. so i'm I'm gonna embrace it and try to get on and go again. But mm-hmm. years and years ago, I had a friend who said, Every quarter of your life, you should either take a class or teach a class. You should okay. constantly be education forward. And in 2009, I saw it was a newspaper ad back then, and it was a full page. UVU was sponsoring the Disney management course, and it was a, a, a several day course. And then you could graduate with um, a management certificate from Disney. And it was taught by Disney execs. They came into UVU, used the facilities. And so I applied and... Um, got accepted and went down to the class, and I was embarrassed because at that time I wasn't really working. You had to put like your job, and I just right. put that I was president of um, the Pal Corporation and mm-hmm. the LLC, and 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 then I went down, and I wasn't. Well, I was. I was a mom at that time, a stay-home mom. I was a professional volunteer. I volunteered uh-huh. with PTA and lots of other things, but I didn't have a corporate job.
0: Right. So it was like professional and cap, like <laughs> captain in chief of the PAL Corporation. But in the professional world, that's yeah. Like, yeah, Fam, okay. like yeah. I had been a
1: plumber right. that morning. Like nice. I had fixed the toilet that got clogged. But right. so I went into the class dressed up in my, you know, most business attire I could uh-huh. and got my name tag. And they had you sit in circles because they feel circles are more genuine way to approach discussion mm-hmm. and put you in teams. And the crazy thing was, as I looked up and on my team was my cousin from Idaho. <gasps> yeah. Oh, <laughs> weird, right? So weird. Was that? Hundreds of people, oh, like hundreds of people are here at this goodness. seminar and this thing. And, and I'm like, whoa, Todd, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? And he manages like a whole medical facility and does all of the people. And like, he's a real management dude. And I'm like... I was just dying. <laughs> I- <laughs> Resume has been exposed. <laughs> yeah. I I, I whispered him, don't tell anyone that I don't have a real job. But then he was really nice, told me I did have a real job. Okay, so that's how I got in. That's why I was Mm -hmm. there. And I wanted to learn the secrets of good management because I wanted to manage my family better. I wanted to manage the organizations I volunteered in better. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to manage um, anything better. And there was a ton of information. We could could go over each little detail. But today, I just want to talk about one of the most amazing principles I've learned, and it's called um, the four o'clock parade principle.
0: Okay. We're so, excited to hear about that. Yeah.
1: What time's the four o'clock parade, Katie? Four
0: o'clock.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? I'm like, is this a trick question?
1: <laughs> um, is this a Jungle Cruise book? Like, <laughs> So back in 2009, what they taught us was the number one question that mm-hmm. Disney employees got was, what time's the four o'clock parade? Okay. And the employees uh, would just say, it's four o'clock. Okay. And their guest satisfaction survey started going down and there mm-hmm. was disappointed guests and they would write comments of, we didn't know where to watch the parade. We didn't know how long it was going to be. Where is wheelchair seating? And, and they, did, they call it the four o'clock parade principle. They did a ton of research and understanding of what is that question? What do people really want to know? Mm-hmm. And they dove into that question and they came up with all kinds of details. Um, and 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 actually, what people wanted to know um, were, where's the best place to sit? Mm-hmm. Do I need to arrive early? How long is the parade? Can I park my stroller or do we have to take kids out of the stroller? Um, is it standing only or sitting room? Is there shaded areas to watch the parade in? Is there wheelchair chair viewing? Those were the most important questions people wanted to have answered when they said, "What time's the four o'clock parade?"
0: So you're basically saying that people were asking just a very service level question, but wanting to know so much more information.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. A- and it seems such a silly principle, but I've actually, um, I've actually seen you use it. I, I use it in my own life as well.
0: Like, Oh, am I using it? Am I the one saying the surface level question? <laughs> no,
1: We all do it. We all right, do it. Right. Um, so one time you have a talent, um, you mm. can do, um, rope tricks.
0: I can. Yeah. If our audience doesn't know, I do, I do do rope tricks.
1: And they're they're really great. Uh-huh. And one time you were in a, at an audition,
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, on the audition form they put down you had put down our talent was rope tricks. And that the true. the director said to you, "What are rope tricks?" And you answered. Do you remember your answer?
0: <laughs> I do, because it was so clear to me. I'm like, rope tricks are tricks with ropes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I'm like. Clearly, like I answered your question, right? And I think I remember everyone kind of laughing at me. It's like, what? It's tricks with ropes.
1: Um yeah. <laughs> But it was basically a four o'clock parade question. Yeah. Because what they really wanted to know was how big's the rope? How can an eight-year-old twirl a rope? What do you do with the rope? Um right. what kind of tricks? Like, do you tie knots? Like Boy Scouts, or do you twirl it? Or do you like they had all these questions and so they were asking you what are rope tricks and then you answered it with the
0: reversal of the question, yeah, like literally it, just reordering yeah. the words. You know, I didn't even occur, me, it occur to me at that time, no. for example, to our, to our listeners, I do lasso rope tricks, like even explaining, <laughs> like they could have thought it was like a 10 inch little rope <laughs> and me doing like, all right, let me show off all the Boy Scout arts, which is totally talent and I wish I had, but I, I didn't, that, that totally didn't
1: register to me. And then, just recently, I actually heard the same thing happen. You've had lots of interviews lately, mm-hmm. and when you told me one of the interview questions, it was interesting to me. They asked you, you happen to attend um, two different um universities at the same time,
0: yeah,
1: and you attend and the interviewer asked you uh, how how did they ask it was it how do you how do you attend two schools at the same time? Yeah, that's what they asked me. Yeah, and I, I remember you were so excited. You said, "Well, I organize my time," mm-hmm. and and they said they did a follow up question. No, right. how do you attend? How do you attend both of them? Like they said right. it again. Try.
0: I might. <laughs> like, I I answered your question. I don't understand. So what were they really asking me? Do you think?
1: So I think what they were really asking is how do you apply and get accepted to two different schools. Mm-hmm. And how do you arrange a schedule? Are you attending them in person? Mm. And why would you do that? I think they Mm. really wanted to know maybe like, why are you doing Mm. that? And you had a great story and a background that the more information you could have given them, I think that they would have loved. Although you did give a good answer because you have to organize your time really well.
0: (laughs) Right. But that's so interesting. You said none of those things occurred to me. I'm like, well, clearly you register online. Like there's things that in my head, I'm like, clearly they know that sometimes Maybe I'm realizing as we're talking with this for a crack parade question is either answering, a lot of times in our answers when people ask us what seems to be surface level questions, maybe we're assuming that they have knowledge that they really don't and they're really actually asking for that kind of things.
1: That is exactly the whole thing. Thing through yeah. this research project, you got it. Okay. So Disney, like I said, did this research. They came up uh-huh. with the top like fifteen questions that people were really asking when they said, "What time is the four o'clock parade?" Okay. And then they found out who was being asked those questions. So who do you think was being asked? Like a ride operator, or would it be the food person oh. who got those questions the most?
0: Okay, I would assume there's normally in Disneyland those cast members. I would just assume the cast members who like put up the robes, that kind of do parade routes and also do like line management. So anyway, I hope on the podcast, you know what I'm describing about. I'm not describing 4 o'clock <laughs> Do you know what yeah. people, you know, there's there's the cast members that walk around. They're not just like wandering around. They, they have a purpose outside there's on the a... street, but they're on yeah. the street, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: in my head. I can see what they're doing in my head as I you're know. describing it. They're so. not
0: sweeping the streets, yeah. it's not
1: those ones, but they're, they're doing stuff. They have cool pins on. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't know the names of the, how, how they call their cast members. Okay. I'm not that Disney cool, but uh-huh. maybe someone could come on and tell us, but you're right. It's those people that are setting up for the parade, okay. but it's also the street sweepers. Oh. It is the street sweepers and it's the custodial uh-huh. um, crew that get asked the questions the most. Hmm. And so um, Disney trained them specifically how to answer guests questions. And gave them new cool uniforms and gave them maps um, mm. with like parade routes and information about the parade that they could hand out to guests as soon as they asked. So it'd be in a written form and then a verbal form, which I thought was really cool. So these were the, the the um, the what they wanted to figure out was yeah. what to communicate to the qu- people who asked. And they talked about the more that they could find out the principles and the information the customers wanted, the higher the increase this the customer's ex- experience would be in satisfaction with Disney. Hmm. And they noticed that, as they trained their employees and they were answering the four o'clock parade questions of, "Hey, for example, maybe um, a family came up with a stroller and they said, hey, I noticed you have a stroller. You'll need to park your stroller and you'll have to have your kids out of the stroller for the parade. Mm. Then the family would go off and when they get their customer service, they'd say, we couldn't believe how much information that your park offered us. Mm. Or for example, um, a family comes up with a grandma in wheelchair and they're like, oh, wheelchair parking has special viewing. It's down around Main Street, uh, this area that you can put the wheelchairs in and they can see the parade. Um, if they they came up with just a couple, they said, um, hey, you guys look like you're strong. And if you want to see um, from standing place, you can stand here if you want to go and sit. There's sitting area, but you'll have to arrive an hour early. So they provided so much information to the guests to make their experience way better.
0: That's so interesting. So like this information was part of this experience and i'm so excited to keep talking about this i i want to i have so many questions going off in my head right now we're going to pause to give a moment to our sponsors part of that is because they've given me a fabulous experience getting over my fear of finances so i want to give them a few minutes here on the podcast and we'll come right back asking some more questions to you about this disney management experience my favorite thing each week is just to listen to the stories of these incredible people on the podcast. They give me confidence in all areas of my life. The Full Confidence Ahead sponsor, Utah Money Moms, has boosted my financial confidence. I remember the first time I heard about them on YouTube. I just found this video about tracking your expenses they had done, and it was so simple and confidence building that I went to their website and started downloading as much material as I could. Make sure you head over to UtahMoneyMoms.com after this episode to sign up for their free webinars on all financial topics from the basics of budgeting to estate planning. Okay, I'm super excited to get back into this conversation. You had just told us before a little break for the sponsors about who was getting the questions and you said it was the custodial and the the people on the streets, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were just saying the types of the customer service rating was going up the more information they provided, right?
1: Yes, exactly. You're such a good, like, a listener
0: thanks so much (laughs) this is like the disney management course i'm so i'm like this is my insider to disney i
1: want to listen so much yeah so they just identified like who needs to know the information what are they asking and what do they really want to know that will make their experience in disneyland better Mm -hmm. and um i loved one answer he said um one crew member said or cast member said Hey, um, hey, it's a really hot day today and people usually line up a half hour before you may want to get a drink and you can mm-hmm. purchase a drink or you could fill your water bottles at the drinking fountain that's down the lane. And mm. I just thought that was such a great way to meet the needs of their guests mm-hmm. um, and foreshadowing anything that might occur for those guests. It's such a great principle, oh, isn't it?
0: I think this is really interesting customer service principle. It's not only giving people what they need and ask for, but preempting. Pre-empt, I like right. that. They, like, is that the right word? Mm-hmm, yeah, I,
1: okay. If not, it is now. Uh, where it is now.
0: <laughs> That's the right word now. Um, preempting what they'll need in the future. I'm trying to think of companies that I've had really good experiences with too. You know, there's pretty good customer service. You come in and you get what you need and people are really good about it. And then there's some great customer experiences. And I, I've remembered, like, I think it was, there's a hotel that sticks out in my brain is they gave me not only what I needed, but but like extra suggestions of things to do. They had little chocolates on the on the thing. They, they folded our towels and they figured out what was my favorite animal and folded the towel like that. Like that was up and beyond. Um, so that's interesting because I'm seeing a differentiation between good management and better. better yeah,
1: right? I agree with you. Good and better. Yeah. I, I think that the whole idea about the four o'clock parade is if you can answer the guests' questions, um, that's like one level. Like what okay. time of the parade? it's four. Yeah. But if you can tell them things they didn't even know they wanted to know, <laughs> yeah, that increases huge satisfaction.
0: Interesting.
1: And I um, have also realized like years and years ago, when I did my first undergraduate degree, I had yeah. a, a professor and it just always stuck with me. She would say, when you write your essays, I want you to be nauseatingly explicit. Oh, interesting. And then she would give this as a preface at the beginning of the semester. Mm -hmm. And then she would write it on your paper. if She didn't think you gave enough details. And I always got it on my paper, more (laughs) details, more details. And I thought I am being very explicit. And I remember going to her class and saying, I don't get it. And she goes, I want to know every single detail. So I don't have to make it up in my head. So I really Mm -hmm. understand what you're talking about. And um, she made me a much better writer because I would have to describe like, let's say this microphone that I'm looking at, I'd have to describe that it's round and it's shiny and it's metal and it has mm-hmm. a red light on top and the plug comes from the bottom and it has a curly plug. I mean, she would just make me wow. go through yeah. to really describe what was happening, um, particularly in argumentative essays or analytical essays, but she made me a better writer. I think that principle is exactly what Disney is trying to teach us with the four o'clock parade principle is be being nauseatingly explicit with our guest service.
0: You know, that's interesting because you're I'm seeing a huge connection in this with guest service, but I'm also just really curious. I sparked in my head Brene Brown principle mm. of paint done, where she uses this within a company, is you'd be kind of nauseatingly explicit with your coworkers when you have a project that paint done is like, okay, so if you want a project done, you're gonna in so much detail, not just say, okay, will you give me a re- report at four? You say, you'll, will you give me a report with, da 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 formatted like, da ga da da you know? Um, so I think it's interesting. All these principles are not just guest services, but I'm seeing total applications with just human-to-human connection, whether that's in a job or even in, I think, probably any relationship, family relationship. You have jobs to do, like chores, you know? Even if you were like this with your chores, that that's just interesting to me.
1: I, I think that's a great way to take it. Um, Mm -hmm. I still, um, Think when I ask a question, I still ask a four o'clock parade question. Sometimes I just did it like two Mm -hmm. days ago. I asked someone a question and I went, "Oh, that was a four (laughs) o'clock parade question" because they gave me this answer where I am like, "You just answered what I asked," and I stopped and I caught myself and I said, "Hey, you know what? I really want to under know is this instead," Uh and I then dove the question deeper because sometimes I don't even know what I want to know. Sometimes, right? And I I have to stop and analyze what do I really want to know, and um. It makes me ask better questions and it helps me um, sometimes when you wait online for a really long time in customer service and you get that Uh, person and you ask the question and then they hurry and hang up you're like, uh, ah, when you, I know that feeling. (laughs) So sometimes I'll, I'm waiting online. I'll write, you know, the four o'clock parade principle and I'll say, okay, this is what I'm asking, but what do I really want to know? And then I dive down and write down one, two, three, and then I'm like, but what do I want to know? even more than that. Mm-hmm. And then I can ask better questions at the bank or at my insurance company or in the hospital recently when they, I had to find out care for myself. Just mm-hmm. asking better questions, I get better quality control for myself mm-hmm. in situations. But I like when you applied it to relationships. Is That's an interesting one. Right. I, I'm done dating. I've married a great guy, but if we want to have a better relationship or if you're dating even right. the four o'clock parade principle would be interesting to apply what do you think about that <laughs> oh or I don't know. you
0: know I think creating relationships I'm looking back like I'm like oh my gosh I think I have done the four o'clock parade principle probably on every date <laughs> you know <laughs> like you ask a question and they answer it and you're like oh did I and maybe it's because you're trying to be sly or whatever <laughs> you know but uh, I could ask better questions and I think also answering better and obviously when, when you're creating relationships, you, want to, you don't want to overwhelm them with information about you because that's not what, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a two-sided thing. But um, I think it just, I think the principle of asking better oh. questions or trying, or even like reflective listening and be like, hey, you asked this question,
1: is this what you meant? Or like, no? Is that how idea? about this? I ha- I'm just thinking of this. How about if someone says, hey, I'll pick you up at four <laughs> <laughs> o'clock? Oh, and, and then do wow. you respond and say, okay, oh. what time are you picking me up? And they say four o'clock and you're kind of hoping maybe...
0: You're hoping that they're going to tell you if you're going to be outside or inside. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what shoes do I wear? And that's it. Oh, I do that. That's my four o'clock question. I'm almost like, what shoes should I wear? But what I really want to know is what in the world are we doing? Like... <laughs> Should I dress cute? Should I not dress cute? Are we going outside? Or is it, should I come hungry? Like the shoes have nothing to do with what I want to know. <laughs> okay, 100% guilty. I use that question literally all the time. <laughs>
1: that is adorable. Oh my gosh, that's so cute.
0: You know, the other interesting thing that I, I love the title of this course, Disney Management Course. And then what you've described though, is customer experience. And I I just kind of had this thought in my head though, is I think experience is management. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the best management you can possibly have. Sometimes we think of management as having authority or power, but maybe the best management actually stems from the best connection and communication.
1: I a hundred percent believe that I mm-hmm. do. And I know Disney does. I mean, I can't wait. Hopefully you'll invite me back and I can teach mm-hmm. you like other principles that oh, they yeah. talked, taught, but this one really stuck with me. The four o'clock parade principle about really a management style is understanding your customer's needs. Mm-hmm. And they they took a huge effort to understand what their customers were asking and then yeah. delivering it and beyond.
0: That's that's just huge. I think, yeah, we, we want to go even further into this. We're, we're so glad that we got to talk about the four o'clock parade today. I, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh man, may, should I just, I don't know. What do you think? Should I be more direct instead of asking like, what shoes should I wear? Should I just ask them like, are we going outside? Is that better? <laughs>
1: It probably would be a lot easier, huh?
0: Because <laughs> then you get the, oh, any issues are fine. You're like, ah, oh, that's not what I wanted. All right. I'm, I'm rethinking a lot of things right now. But we're so glad that you're here with us. And we want to ask you the question that we always ask everyone on this podcast. Um, and that is, what is one piece of advice that you give your younger self to boost your confidence?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, since we talked about this, I would probably yeah. say to myself, um, Ask more questions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ask more questions, and be clear in the questions I ask. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when I was younger, I just felt maybe a little intimidated to ask questions. Like Mm -hmm. when you did the college tours, I wish I had asked better questions Mm -hmm. Um, and found out more about the programs I was going into and and really spent time asking more questions Mm -hmm. and ready to learn. I think sometimes I get scared. And a lot of times you get scared to ask questions. You feel like it's a stupid question or you might feel like people might make fun of it. But I would ask more questions. I took a stat class um, a couple of years ago, and it was was just telling us that if you ask a question, statistically, they can prove there were so many more people in the classroom or in the Mm -hmm. auditorium that actually had the same question you did. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and ask it bravely, knowing that you're not the only person.
0: That's so interesting. I want to do a follow up on that because that actually is something I think in school I've noticed I've been embarrassed to ask questions mm. or just um, in group active volunteer services they're like anyone ask like does anyone have questions <laughs> and I'm like I have the question of like they just told me what to do but I don't even know where in the room I'm supposed <laughs> to do that but how do you get over that embarrassment because I know I, I do have like one or two friends I just admired them so much because they're like yeah. I just admit that I don't know, and I, but I'm not quite there yet. So, how do you get there?
1: You know that's so interesting. I just had that happen. I'm volunteering mm-hmm. with um, um, te- teaching language. Eng- how is it called when I Oh, English as a Second Language. Yeah, <laughs> ESL. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a volunteer yeah. and um, helping them learn conversational English. Yeah. And the instructor so asked us when she was teaching me what to do said okay just speak english to them and i said no what do you want me to do you want me to speak english to them and she said yes but really it was a four o'clock parade question mm-hmm. because i was too embarrassed to say well what do you want me to talk about how what i really wanted to know is what do you want me to talk about mm-hmm. how do i talk about it what kind of question question do i ask them questions do i just make statements right. um i had so many questions but i was embarrassed to re-ask her that question and I am sad I was. So I wasn't a very good volunteer that first time. And I went home and thought, I wasn't a very good volunteer. What would have made me a better volunteer? And I thought, if I asked more questions? Mm-hmm. So the young advice I'd give to myself when i was younger is advice I'd give to myself amazing. now. But then I did. I went back to class, swallowed my pride, asked more questions of how she wanted me to have conversations with, mm-hmm. with these wonderful students. And it made the next time so much better. Mm,
0: uh, you know, that actually just sparked my head. Um as we're here at the end, but it's that that answer sparked in my head. You know, sometimes it can feel embarrassing to ask a question, but honestly, you choose when you're embarrassed, right? You either be embarrassed, like asking the question, or you're embarrassed walking away as a volunteer who didn't know what they were doing, right? So or in a class, like you can either be embarrassed to ask the question, or you can be embarrassed when your test score comes out. So just choose where Mm. you're going to be embarrassed, like, we're going to face embarrassment in life. Might as well get it up front and
1: right. (laughs) I love, okay, that's a whole cool concept. Yeah. The emotion's gonna be there no matter what. So I get to choose when I wanna face it. Yeah. Katie Ann, that was beautiful insight.
0: That was yours. So I'm like, that was, thank (laughs) you for your insight. I take no credit for that. I was gleaning that from you because you said you're like, I didn't ask it and so you're embarrassed later. But so I think it's really just a, a choice. One that I should take a lot earlier. I should choose to take the earlier one and ask a lot more
1: questions. I'm um, going to do that much more bravely now. Yeah, You made me a better person. I'm so glad uh, I came on today. We are so thank grateful. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Stephanie, for being on. We are just so grateful that you've taken the time to be with us here today. And to our listeners, every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we have a new episode come out with our wonderful guest, just like here, with Stephanie on topics from Disney management all the way to getting over the fear of finances or finding a career. So make sure to hit the follow button so you're up to date on our episode, so you're here with us every Tuesday morning. So thank you again, Stephanie, for being here with us.
1: Thank you. Have a great week. Yeah. And enjoy that four o'clock parade.
0: <laughs> enjoy the four o'clock parade, everyone. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners, so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash which is k-a-t-i-e-a-n-n-p-o-w-e-l-l and it'll automatically add the money master course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free you can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category then using the code KDN, katieann, k-a-t-i-e-a-n-n with no spaces to claim your 40 dollar discount and free course at checkout so let's master our money together